It's about a quarter to four in the afternoon here in France. The temperature outside is 101 degrees. Yesterday it also hit 100 degrees. Uh, it's, there's a few brave Frenchmen, scantily fred, clad French women on the streets, but the shops are all closed up. Uh, there's a heat warning. Uh, this is the most oppressive heat I've ever felt, and uh, I've, uh, the only thing I could compare it to perhaps in the States is South Padre Island, which I also spent August in uh, of 2020. Uh, but on South Padre Island, uh, you have the sea breeze. You can jump in the ocean. Uh, over here, I'm in the mountains, uh, what they call the Sea Alps, uh, and uh, there, there's really no breeze at all. And uh, the humidity is 100%. Uh, it's unbelievably hot. Uh, it's just like you try to go in, uh, uh, like you can go like between 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock, go lay down in your room or something. There's, a friend, there's no air conditioning in France. Like A few of the stores have it. Like the supermarket has air conditioning, and one of the tobacco stores has air conditioning, but most of them don't even have air conditioning. Uh, you don't see any air conditioners in any windows or anything. Uh, nobody, you know, windows are open, and, uh, you know, you just got to deal with it. Uh, you can get a fan, I guess. Uh, but when you, you lay down on the bed, you're just, like, sweating anyway. Uh, you, you really gotta, you should take off your shirt, or oh, if you're a guy, you should take off your shirt, because your shirt's just gonna get soaking wet. Uh, I had to put my shirt back on, because I have to have something to pin the microphone to. Uh, I don't take it off as soon as I'm done with this, because uh, it gets all wet and stuff. And you see pictures of uh, guys in, in Vietnam when they always got their shirts off, I guess that's why. Uh, you know, shirts, not really, uh, it's not something you want to be wearing in this kind of heat. Now, we could attribute this to global warming, of course, but uh, Albert Camus wrote about the appalling heat in the south of France uh, 75, 80 years ago in The Stranger. Uh, so uh, they, they, for all you, uh, you greenies out there, uh, I, I'm sorry, it's always been like this. Uh, I, I, I remember reading The Stranger and... Uh, as a matter of fact, the heat is so intense that he just goes out and he shoots two Arabs for no reason. He was hot. You know, this book is about existentialism and the uh, total rejection of the values of, of a 20th century man. Uh, and uh, Camus was very famous. Unfortunately, he died early. He was one of my favorite authors. I, I, actually, when I was, a, you know, my early teenage years, he was my favorite author. Uh, and... Uh, I didn't get to Marseille, this is the city where he always wrote about, but, uh, you know, John Valentine Lee was there, he told me all about it, and uh, I'm not far from it, I'm only about 30 or 40 miles from it. Uh, t tomorrow, not tomorrow, Thursday, I'll uh, hop a train back to Paris. I suspect it will probably be much cooler in Paris. Uh, my cousin says 72 in New York, and I'll be in New York uh, at, uh, my flight is at, uh, 8 o'clock on Friday, and I'll be in New York at 10.20. Yeah, two, two hours and 20-minute flight, and uh, so this is a six-hour time difference. So I guess if you kept flying back and forth, you could stay young forever if you were. Uh, you know, maybe that's why the stewards look so good. They don't age that much. Anyway, 
uh, it's been quite the trip. Um, right now, I'm just trying to, you know, uh, trying to uh, uh, cut down on expenses and stuff. Well, we'll be going to the lake later on and swimming in it. Uh, it's it's a nice lake, you know. Uh, it's uh, it's crystal clear, and uh, you know you can go around it, and uh, you bring your dog and stuff. Or you can go to the beach. You can't bring your dog. Outrageous just has a dog, so we go around it, and you drive through the woods and. There's the French people are camping over there or by the lakeside. And, of course, in this kind of heat, everybody's got to jump in. This is the only way to cool off, really. I'm taking a sip of my coffee now. I did this audio yesterday, but uh, we had changed the settings on this thing because uh, to record uh, this song of H.P.'s lyrics. And, uh, you know, it was all messed up. I posted it. And then I seen it was all garbage, uh, garbled and stuff. So uh, <coughs> we, uh, I, I took it down, and O'Rage fixed the uh, the uh, audio audio here. It's 9 a.m. here in France. Uh, yesterday I, I had to uh, abort my uh, broadcast. O'Rage decided that, seeing as it was 101 degrees out, and this would be a good time to wrestle with his 100-pound steel-plated door and took it off the hinges while I wasn't watching him. I would have stopped him, but by the time I realized what he was doing, the thing was off the hinges. And after two hours, we finally got it back on the hinges. It's fixed now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, we're going to do this. I'll, I'll finish doing this right now. Uh, yeah, uh, well, the French just got done with their furious flurry of activity. Uh, as the Rage points out, for a half hour, they all do all their repairs and sweep the streets, and they're out there in force, and uh, about 9 o'clock, they vanish. There's nobody out there now again. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. I, I really love the lifestyle here. I, I, can't, I can't emphasize enough uh, how socialism, a little socialism, properly applied, as it is in France, uh, increases the, the, the value of life, the enjoyment of life. I do not want to live like an American. I do not want to participate in a freaking rat race. Uh, there's nobody here racing about trying to make a freaking living to make enough to eat, to make enough to house themselves, to make enough to meet Mas Abraham Maslow's criteria. That don't happen here. That don't happen here. And it shouldn't happen anywhere in the world. It shouldn't happen anywhere in the world. Uh, now, they've, you know, they have, they, they have the poison apple, too. They have their Trotskyists. Yeah. Well, uh, the Trotskyists are basically what ruined uh, uh, the, the ideas of collectives, such as uh, we, we, we explored uh, in the beginning of our journey to go see the caves. Uh, but I, I just find out that, that uh, the 21st is the day that uh, Stalin gave Trotsky the old ice pick in the head. Uh, well, happy, happy, a belated happy Trotsky's death day. Uh, let me read you this little excerpt from this, 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 this vile, this vile little professional malcontent who, who killed millions of people, was responsible for the deaths of millions of people, and never so much as had a fight in the schoolyard himself. 
When confronted with a man with an ice pick, even though he had a pistol, he took it right to the head. You know why? Because he didn't even know how to defend himself with all his talk, with all his talk. Yeah, Stalin was a guy who robbed banks for a living. If, uh, these, you know, you look at these Trotskyists and they're all genetically defected. They're fat, they're slovenly, they're ugly. It's, oh yeah, they, oh, they, 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 they want equality, do they? They, they? they want egalitarianism over my dead body. Over my dead body will I ever consider you a genetic defect. A genetic defect that can't fight their way out of a paper bag. My equal, I will kill you. And I think that should be our catchword because I, I, am, I am the real leftist. I, I am a national socialist. I am a communist. I, I believe in this stuff, but you, you are the poison apple. And I, I want you gone, just like Stalin wanted Trotsky gone. Stalin saved Russia from the, from, from the Nazis. Who the fuck did Trotsky do? You, all, all these people, that, listen to this, listen to this. Yeah, quoting this, this, this little animal. As a general rule, man strives to avoid labor. Love for work is not at all an inborn characteristic. It is created by economic pressure and social education. One may even say that man is a fairly lazy animal. It is on this quality, in reality, that is founded, to a considerable extent, all human progress. Because if man did not strive to expend his energy economically, did not seek to receive the largest possible quantity of products in return for a small quantity of energy, there would have been no technical development or social culture. It would appear then, from this point of view, that human laziness is a progressive force. Old Antonio Lambriola, the Italian Marxist, even used to picture the man of the future as a happy and lazy genius. We must not, however, draw the conclusion from this that the party and the trade unions must propagate this quality in their agitation as a moral duty. No, no, we have sufficient of it as it is. The problem before the social organization is just to bring laziness within a definite framework to discipline it and to pull mankind together with the help of methods and measures invented by mankind itself. There you have it. Trotsky sees sloth as a virtue to be cultivated. And then explains why Stalin, a guy charged with saving the mother, mother Russia, had to be rid of this professional malcontent. Uh, and he did it with style. Uh, I, I really like Joseph Stalin. I really dislike Trotsky. And I even more so dislike the people that support him and the people that quote him. Like I said, they are all genetically defected. They are the poison apple in the frickin' barrel. Uh, they ruin everything. Oh, let's cultivate sloth as a virtue. Oh, we can use that. Oh, can we? Can we? No, man, it's not. Uh, uh, laziness is, is one of the seven, uh, sloth is one of the seven deadly sins. Ever since civilization began, it was recognized as a deadly sin. I was never born lazy. I worked my ass off for 60 freaking years. I, the harder I swung that hit pickaxe in the hot sun, the better I felt at the end of the day. A rage wrestles 100-pound doors in 101-degree heat for sport. Uh, no, 
He's speaking for himself, and he's speaking for a small segment of society that doesn't want to do anything. It sounds to me like he's speaking for the box checkers, the, 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 the guys that want to sit around and never produce a thing and check boxes all day and, and make up litigation and talk, talk, talk. That's what Trotsky was good at, talking, uh, like every other well, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to make this an anti-Semitic broadcast. But I, I, I have to tell you that you told a lot about the cells of Cronenberg and, and their fight against the Bolsheviks. Uh, you know what their principal uh, problem was? Uh, they were the ones who originally started the communist revolution in Russia. You know what their main problem was? You got it, Shlomo, okay? They wanted all the Shlomos deported to Palestine. Uh, and that's what really started that, that revolt. Uh, now, I had to ask you. I got to ask all you Russians out there. I know I have a lot of Russian listeners and readers. How do you like it now? How do you like it now that Jewish, Jewish billionaires are running your government in Moscow, uh, that, 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 that are operating Putin like he's a goddamn puppet, that you're fighting a prolonged war that you should have won two years ago if it was fought correctly? How do you like it? I can say the same thing to Americans. I say it all the time. How do you like living under a Jewish capitalist system? How do you like the Jews own everything? How do you like that you can't turn on a TV set without seeing Shlomo? How do you like that you can't read a magazine article that wasn't written by Shlomo? How do you like it? How do you like that every CEO and every board member is a Shlomo? How do you like it when Shlomo forces that vaccine down your throat? How do you like it? How do you like it? Somewhere, somewhere, there is a third power, and they're saying the same thing. They're saying the same thing. How do you like me now? Oh, now I've went and done it. I didn't want to make a rant like that. I just couldn't help myself. I have to state the facts. Uh, you know, I really have no problem with the Jewish people. I, I, I grew up with them. My, my grandson is half-Jewish. Uh, the good Jews far outnumber the bad Jews, far. Uh, my mother used to always say I'd rather work for a Jew than an Italian. Uh, a Jew always realizes that out of a business deal, everybody's got to make money. And that was true, it was true. Uh, our, our Jewish clients never tried to barter with us and bicker with us, and uh, the Italians were the worst with that. Uh, but what I'm trying to say here is... The only problem, the only real problem there are with the Jews, and the problem that's got them thrown out of over 100 different countries, is the good ones always side with the bad ones. Why can't you just point out that you, your fellow uh, race or religion, because it's both a race and religion, is doing evil? Why? Why, 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 do, you, why do you either keep your mouth shut or, or, or you side with them too? Uh, you know, I keep telling you that bow was green, and I, I think it's time for a golden age. It's time. It's time for a new age. It's. It's. It, the time has come, and in order to do that, we are going to have to remove certain people from society. And I certainly am not talking about the Jews. I am talking about those who do not produce. You know, sloth is about the worst, uh, worst habit a person could have. And it's the motivation behind these billionaires who acquire huge sums of money without ever producing a single thing. 
Because to produce something requires the sweat of a man's brow, and they've never sweated in their life. As a matter of fact, they clog their pores up with aluminum particles so they don't sweat. Uh, we can't have... See, what a billionaire does is they tax the infrastructure of the country. Every dollar they make comes off the infrastructure of the given society that they are in. And right now, they're not even paying any taxes, most of them. Uh, you, have in, you have in Moscow a select group of people who have uh, uh, picked the bones of the dying Soviet Union and, 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 and they prospered from it. They capitalized on it. They became billionaires. They have 400-foot yachts. Now they send young Russian men to fight young Ukrainian men on a battlefield that will never end. There's no end. This is, this is their game. This is their game. And they have to be brought down. Uh, in America, you have a group of people that has cornered the media, the media cornered the medical system, cornered the legal system, cornered the academic system, and they made it one large cronyism, uh, uh, nepotic uh, nightmare. Uh, they've stifled every dissenting voice. They've stifled me for 10 years. They've turned everything into garbage here in America, and they've turned everything into garbage in Russia. This is not a Chinese problem. This is not an Asian problem. This is a, this is, this is a Caucasian problem. Uh, and it starts, it starts with those who would acquire huge sums of wealth by taxing the infrastructure, by using the infrastructure of their people, and uh, thinking it's a game. Like Donald Trump said, it's a sport not to pay your taxes. It's a sport. Trump thoughts make me sick to my stomach that you support that fat windbag. Kennedy's over there. He's speaking the truth. I just listened to his interview with Tucker Carlson, an hour and a half of truth bombs. Uh, he's there for you to put in office. And if the Jewish media doesn't want to give him a platform, then the Jewish media must be destroyed by any means possible by any means possible, and a real media erected. We cannot have this anymore. If we are to go into a new golden age, we are going to have to act. We are, Alex Jones, Stu Peters, Jesus, say this, is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. Organize, organize, and, and uh, uh, for all the railroad workers, for all the postal workers, if all uh, if all the people who produce in society suddenly went on strike, what would they do? What would they do? They'd have to come to the table, wouldn't they? They'd have to come to the table. Uh, I, we should not tolerate this anymore. And if we ought to build them, uh, they're ramping up for their next COVID fiasco now, I see. Uh, uh, Biden is talking about more vaccines for the fall. The round, that's just what we need, more vaccinated zombies. Nobody does anything. Nobody does anything. Uh, they, they, they turn on Stu Peters. Uh, they turn on Alex Jones. And they, they cry, cry with those, those sissy boys. Those sissy boys. You need to take it to the streets. Uh, the police are not your friends. They are not your friends. 
They'll do anything they got to do to get that pension. And uh, you better realize real fast, real fast, that advocating law and order is the key to your destruction. That will be the end of you. That will be the end of you. These are, these are mercenaries in blue uniforms. Do you not understand that yet? You've watched them trample women with horses. You've watched them slap around twelve-year-old uh, a twelve-year-old girl in Germany. You've watched them take the streets, take over the streets in America with big black horses. They're riding down the boardwalk. I, I woke up one morning. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe my eyes. If I was 10, 20 years younger, I'd have dragged them off the horses and kicked the shit out of them. That's the way I do things. That's the way, and it better be the way you learn to do things. Because here in France, they've created a semi-utopia. Uh, as I said, they have the poison apple. The poison apple's already been inserted. Uh, may, I, I hope to God they can protect themselves from that uh, because I really love the French lifestyle. Uh, I, I, I don't even know how I'm going to go back to America and live that way again. Uh, I, I, I go to Walmart's and there's an 80-year-old man standing at the door. He's got to say hello to me and this is in order that he may eat that day. What kind of country is that? What kind of country is that? Take a ride through L.A., through, through San Francisco, through New York City. There are people homeless all over the streets. We can, as a civilized world, we cannot have that. If, and I'm not talking utopianism. I realize utopianism is a pipe dream. But I'm talking about a functional society. I want a functional society. And, and, and maybe, who knows, maybe from there we can take it to utopianism. But right now, uh, we are all dysfunctional, east and west. I am not speaking about Asia. I know nothing about Asia. And I, I prefer to let B speak about Asia. I've never been there. I've never been there. But I am speaking about the rest of us. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this. Uh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving France uh, uh, actually on Friday, like I said. I'm leaving, uh, I'm taking a train to uh, Charles de Gaulle in Paris tomorrow. And uh, I'll be back. I'll be back in Tennessee. Uh, I guess by Monday or something. I can't wait to see my cats. Uh, I can't wait to get out of this French heat, man. Camel was not kidding. It is so hot here. It is just so hot here. Uh, but <laughs> the hotter it gets, the less clothes the girls wear. <laughs> and these French women are beautiful, man. Beautiful. Uh, and I'm going to leave you with